Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 14 with Jia Jiang of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating, fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. Now. now, the Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Barbara Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, my name is Nathan Chan of the Founder Podcast, and this is episode 14. We're coming a long way, moving fast, mindful of your time, so I'll just be short and quick. This is another recording that I'm doing just before I head off to India. I listened to this interview again because I did it about a year ago and firstly apologize for the terrible audio quality. Unfortunately, this was back in the day when I didn't think I was going to do a podcast and we just recorded this interview for the magazine, but I really like it and I think it's worth listening to over the quality production of the content. It's from a guy called Jia Jiang. He created this YouTube video that really touched me personally, and it it made me want to reach out to him. It was around rejection. And that's actually something as entrepreneurs, especially early stage entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, you just go through where you want to start a business, you don't know where to start, you're scared, what other people will think of you. You're scared what your friends and family will think of you. You feel like a joker. You you feel like an imposter. And Gia really helps people overcome that fear of rejection. And there's a lot of gold in this interview that he shares around tactical, strategical stuff that you can apply to get whatever it is that is holding you back and to overcome it. And it's a really inspiring story. 
Look, that's it from me today, guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Otherwise, check out the magazine. It's really where I spend a lot of my time and, and focus, and it's where I create my, my art. So that's it from me, guys. Let's jump into the show. Today we are speaking with Jia Jiang. He's a quite an inspiring person. I stumbled across him from his TEDx talk about rejection, and it was very, very powerful. He recently did a talk at the World Domination Summit, and a lot of my friends have been speaking so highly of his talk. And yeah, no, I, I really wanted to just get inside his mind and find out how his rejection challenge is going and about his current businesses and the challenges face and, and what we can learn from his experiences. So, Jia, thank you. Thank you for coming on board. Thank you for having me, Nathan. It's a pleasure. For those that have not seen your TED talk, TEDx talk or, or heard about your story, can you give us a, a little bit of a rundown of yeah, so really quickly, I grew up in Beijing, China, and I met Bill Gates at a very when I was a teenager, and he really changed my view of seeing seeing the world. You know, I want to become an entrepreneur like him. So I came to the U.S. when I was sixteen, then as a cultural exchange student, and then later on I went to school. So really, want that's always been my dream to build the next Microsoft. Then the funny thing is, after coming here, my view got polluted a lot by was out there finding a job, you know, this this uh, corporate rat race, because everyone else was doing it. You know, I thought it was a safe route, so I did it. So I spent my 20s in the corporate world, you know, getting pretty good jobs and making good money, you know, and uh, bought a big house and, and everything. But the thing is, that dream never left me, and I wasn't happy. So my wife and I made this pact when I was 30, and when she was pregnant, that for me to quit my job, to start my company for, for six months, so I can pursue this dream. So I did it four days before my first baby was born. It was not the best timing, but I had to do it. So we, we started building the software and slash mobile app company. And four months into my venture, I thought I got a great opportunity to get an investment from an investor, a pretty prominent investor. Yeah. And I went out and tried really hard to get it, and uh, I got rejected. It felt really bad. You know, it, it, it really didn't... <laughs> The rejection didn't feel good. And I, I didn't understand because I thought I have what it takes to be a good entrepreneur. You know, I thought I have this mental toughness. I have this idea and I'm pretty smart and I have the education. So why would rejection still hurt this bad? So I started searching. I found this game called Rejection Therapy where basically it asks you to go out and look for rejection. You know, and so you can desensitize yourself from the pain and fear. I, I just love that that idea. So I did it. I set out not only do it, I'll do it for a hundred times. I made a blog. I didn't have the idea of building a big blog. I just want to share my story with, with the world and see what happens. You know, like I went out and I started asking for some crazy, crazy stuff. You know, like for example, I would hold a soccer ball or, or, or football, maybe in, in, in Australia, and, you know, I'd knock on a stranger's door and say, can I play uh, <laughs> soccer in your backyard? You know, <laughs> one day I would uh, flag down a police officer and say, can I drive your car? One day I went to an airport and I said, can I, um, you know, fly your private plane? So I started asking for crazy stuff with the intention of getting rejected. But the funny thing is, the more I asked, the more I found people will say yes to me. So those three examples I give you, people say yes to all of them. Wow. Uh, it really get, yeah, it gave me a new view of the world and that the world I did not know before, you know, which is so much kinder, so much more accepting. And then if I found out, if I have the confidence to ask for things, 
you know, people can say yes, you know. So had I not had a confidence or to ask for those, I wouldn't have this amazing experience. A lot of people uh, follow my blog and told me what I'm doing is very inspiring. And then I've had a hundred of these. And now I've, as an entrepreneur, I discovered the whole new world, which is I want to build. I want to find a world where people will not be afraid of rejection anymore. That's my new goal now. Wow. So, And your, your story was very captivating. And so you've got this challenge. And uh, how, when did it start? It started late last year. Last year. And, uh, and last year, early this year, yeah. And how many rejections have you gone through so far? I went through 100 requests, actually more than 100. But uh, I didn't have released every video yet. But I didn't get all the rejections, you know, and some of them are, are substances. I see. Interesting. And I just wanted to know which has been your your favorite rejection or, or the most or the biggest request and it actually did not get rejected. Not sure this is the biggest, but I'll tell you the most famous one. The the famous one is there's Krispy Kreme. It's yes. a donut shop. I'm not sure you have me in Australia. You do. <laughs> so I went to a local Krispy Kreme store and asked the, the shift leader and said, hey, can you interlink five donuts that make them look like Olympic rings? And that's <laughs> there's no way that she was going to say yes, you know. I even prepared a joke, you know, when she says no, I'm like, start, you know, start chatting. But then she took that request very seriously and she did it. You know, she she started Googling the color and she, in 15 minutes she made it. Not only she made it, but also she thought it wasn't good enough. So she gave it to me for free. That was an amazing experience for me. And what was going through your mind when that happened? More like amazement. Really just, I couldn't believe it. That was my first yes. That was the first my, my first acceptance. And I, I couldn't believe people would say yes to that. At the moment, I was just in shock. And afterward, I started reflecting on it. And I thought, wow, this world is very different than I thought. That's interesting. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your, your business or your businesses that you're running right now? And let's delve deep into how you think your rejection challenge has helped you, you know, not being afraid of being rejected. Well, the business I was running was called Hooplus. It's basically I want to gamify promises. You know, like when I make a promise to you, I want to say, hey, Nathan, yes, I will be on your, on, on your show. When I fulfill that promise, you know, you can give me scores. You can say, yeah, he did it. So basically gamify promises to make it more fun and to make people take care of their, what they said very more seriously. That's the idea of my, uh, my business initially. When the, when the funding got rejected, I did uh, rejection therapy, and this whole new world opened up to me. I received thousands of emails from people and their, how they can relate to my story. So right now my focus changed. Now being an entrepreneur is not about sticking to a cool idea. It's really about finding a market and finding a need and you can develop a solution to fill that need. So I found a much bigger need with then people having fun with their promises, which is now is uh, everyone's afraid of rejection. And I want to use my story and I use my I develop products and I want to develop solutions for people to overcome that fear. So in terms of how overcoming fear can help you with business, I feel like I'm almost a changed person. Because I went out and sought rejection, I found rejection is, I used to think this is like this monster, this is, this is, this, this is a bag of hurt, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I should have just run away from. It's something so negative. So if I don't ask for anything, if I don't do anything crazy, I avoid that negative element in my life as a net positive. My seeking rejection found out rejection is really just nothing more than people's opinion, you know, people's preferences and opinions. It doesn't say anything about me. In fact, it says as much about that person who gave the rejection. 
then people will receive it. So for me, I no longer want to avoid rejection. I want to go out and seek rejection and get my ideas out there and ask for things. So if it gets rejected by the world, that's fine. At least I'm not rejecting it myself. Yeah, so can you tell us some crazy, crazy goals that you have and you, you don't really care if you get rejected, there's a high possibility you might? Crazy goals, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, 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 give, I'll give you one example. One day I just strolled into a local university. You know, uh, I'm not sure you know, how many of you know, University of Texas in Austin is one of the biggest public universities in the, in the country. I went to campuses and started knocking on doors, professors' doors. I just said, hey, professor, I'm so-and-so. Can I give a lecture to your student? Most people were like, okay, no. <laughs> Some people turned me away, and it was not the best day because a lot of professors are on vacation. But one person said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, this sounds good. What do you talk about? I'm like, I'm going to talk about rejection. It's like, that sounds like an interesting topic. I teach communications. So rejection is a big part of your communication. How do you overcome that? So he invited me to his class and gave a talk. Now, I come from a family of teachers, you know, four generations of teachers go all the way back in China. Having that opportunity to teach in front of a university was amazing. It's something that's, that made me very proud, you know, and it was going to make my family very proud. So that's wow. one example I can give you. Wow. I think where it really comes down to is, is how much balls you have, right? Or how much guts you have. <laughs> <laughs> balls, guts. <laughs> It becomes easier. It becomes easier to do, you know, when at the beginning, if you see my, if you go, you can go to my blog and, and find out all the rejection requests I've done. The first one was I was scared of my mind. But now, like, after a while, I started getting this mental edge and I started not giving a crap about what other people feel. I started trying to focus on what I do, having the courage to ask what I would say, my body posture, my eye contact. The way I talk, I slow down, send confidence through my body. That's what, that's what I focus on instead of the other person will say yes or no. Oh, I see. So it's not about just going out and asking like you, you don't care. It's also yeah. about trying to get that acceptance. Yeah. So make a ridiculous request and make sure that request would put me in a very uncomfortable situation. You know, it's, I don't want to be comfortable when asked that question. That's not, that's not fun. I want to be very uncomfortable. But when I make that request, I want to do my best to get that request. And if I don't, I don't care, you know? Ah, I see. Because I think one thing that as entrepreneurs is, is you will get rejected. You're going to make these sales calls. You're going to ask people for help. And sometimes people are just going to say no. And we all feel that. I guess that gut-wrenching feeling inside when, when your mind tells you you should be doing something or maybe you could do this and then your, your mind tells you again, oh, no, no, that, that won't work out. And then, and then you yeah. play, play mind games with yourself. And Yes, absolutely. Well, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem with seeing rejection as something negative. You know, when we, we heard this word, you know, people call themselves results-oriented, right? You know, whether on the resume or that's when they're telling themselves, I'm results-oriented. And I, f- I feel results-oriented is the worst thing. Because when you're or- results-oriented, when you're a salesperson trying to pick up that phone, you start caring really, really much about, are you going to get a yes or no? And when that happens, when you hear that no, you feel like a failure. And when, when you feel like a failure, that pain and that fear of not ha- wanting to have this started playing in your mind, and you start taking it very personally, you start saying things about yourself, you know, maybe I'm not good at this. You know, maybe I did something very wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe, 
you know, the worst is I'm not a good salesperson. You know, I'm not a good entrepreneur. I'm not good at this. Pretty quickly, people will draw that conclusion. What I found is you give the same request with the same word you're saying, you know, without changing anything in the same environment. You make the sale, you say the same thing to 10 people. You know, maybe five of them say yes, five of them say no, or seven will say no, three will say yes. Your goal is not to, to cry over the seven. It's actually find those three. So when the seven happens, you'll be like, sure, let's, let's keep going until I find those people who, who would be acceptable to my message. Yeah, no, it's almost like you desensitize yourself to that feeling so it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you. And somebody that, that actually has, is training, like you're essentially training yourself to desensitize the feeling that you get from rejection after, you know, over 100, 100 rejections almost. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get 100 rejections. I, got a, I made 100 requests. 100 requests. After no. 100 requests, yeah. do you still get that feeling? I, I think that feeling will never fully leave me, but it's really just minimal now, you know, minimal. So sometimes when I get rejected, I can always go back to my experience and draw upon the strength, you know, uh, that I have, what I learned. And then sometimes I feel rejections are even motivating. You know, I'm like, okay, interesting. I got rejected over this. Let me see how many rejections I get before I get a yes. I totally get that. And I think from just talking to you, I think it's very powerful because it won't go away, but awareness is a very powerful thing, right? So once you're aware of that feeling that you're getting, it, it won't play with your mind and, and you know, your, your mind won't trick you. Right. This is something completely psychological. Your mind or yourself is something, some of the easiest thing to change and also the hardest thing to change. But once you have that awareness, once you have that training, you can draw upon your experience and start it, you know, just start making requests that, that you wouldn't normally do or you didn't, strength, you didn't have the strength to do before. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's so powerful to just push your comfort zone and that's when you grow, right? Yes. That's right. And, and I catch myself, you know, I, I tell myself, oh, I should do that. And then I feel this fear inside of me. And sometimes I recently read an article by my friend Benny Sue that it was it was a blog post called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways." Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. that pops out in my head now, and I'm just like, "Well, I should feel that," and that's that's something telling me if I'm scared or scared of getting rejected, I should do it because that that's what my body's telling me. And I think yeah. that's very important in terms of developing hustle. Because as entrepreneurs, you really, really need to develop hustle. You need to go out there and ask for help. You need to be network. You need to be speaking to people. You need to start getting contacts and asking for help and, and finding solutions to the roadblocks that you're going to have. And I think what it really all comes back to just from talking with you is, is yeah, just not being afraid to ask for help. I'm going to go back to what you mentioned about feeding the fear and do it anyway. I actually did just that a few days ago, you know, before my WBS talk. I went on downtown Austin and I gave a public storytelling. I practiced my, my talk yeah. in front of, on the street. You know, I have a sign saying public storytelling, stop by. And I would, it was really scary. You know, I'm going to say, because I'm not afraid of public speaking per se, because I've done it. I've done it on the stage in front of thousands of people. That's okay. But being on the street holding up a sign, and having the wa- people walk by and just take a look at me with a st- stranger look, that, is, that was scary. Yeah. That was very scary. So 
and then mo- many moments I'm like, no one knows that about this. I shouldn't do it. You know, I just I just turn turn around and go home. And you know, the world that wouldn't we'll, we'll know. Let me try something lesser. No, when I got that gut wrenching fear, I'm like, okay, this means I gotta do it. Like I just have to do it. So I did it, and uh, I'm so glad I did it. I got people stopping by and just 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 listen to my talk. There's something that. When you overcome the fear, the feeling is awesome. The feeling is yeah, awesome. Yeah, it is a great feeling, isn't it? Like I was doing an interview with someone in person. His name mm-hmm. is John Demartini. That it was an in-person interview, and this guy speaks to thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in a year. And I was really, really scared, and I just, I was so nervous. I even said that I was going to cancel it, and my friend pushed me. He, my friend was helping with the camera stuff, and he's pushing. He said, "No, look, just do it, man. You, you, you're going to be glad you did it afterwards." And that fear that I had afterwards, I just was on an absolute high because I pushed myself. And yeah, yeah, I, I can totally relate. And as entrepreneurs, you, you, you'll find this in your journey. Had you said no, a feeling will be so bad. It will be so bad. It will stick with you for a long time. It's yeah. like I got that chance. I. I let it go because of my own fear. No, no one else told me no. I told myself no, right? That that feeling, that regret is is worse. It's it's so much worse than say you give a have an interview, the interview bombs. You know that's okay. You tried. You know you give you give a shot. You did your best and didn't work out. That's okay. But to not do it is is worse. Yeah, I know. And yeah, look, as entrepreneurs, we have so many ideas going through our heads that you just want to try it now, don't you? Yeah, you just want to try and see what happens, and you know you might you know you might get knocked back, or you might get rejected, or it might not work out, but it it, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? No, no, it doesn't. All right, well, I, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, <laughs> let's switch gears, and um, I wanted to ask you about rejection on a deep level. Why do you think society has has made us so scared? Of being rejected. Yeah, I've been thinking about this question as well, you know, and I have a one-year-old boy, and uh, he does things. He just, when he wants something, he just go and get it, you know, and he hasn't, he doesn't have this fear of rejection, at least not yet. So I feel like when we're born, we really didn't have that kind of fear of rejection. But as we grow up, we started interact with people. We started forming these social groups we start feeling something we do will get rejected by other people. We don't like that feeling. And then we quick, pretty quickly will learn, okay, doing this, I'll get rejected bad. You know, doing this, I might not get rejected good. So I might do this more and so other people will reject me. So in the way, we learn social skills. That's good. But that the price for, doing, for learning the social skills is also we lost some of the our courage, our imagination for doing the un- unorthodox, the unconventional. We start trying to think in conventional matters and trying to avoid pain. That becomes our, our main motivation. So as we grow older and older, that is hard to get out of that track. It's hard to get out that, you know, we all want to be liked. You know, you, me, everyone wants to be liked. So to get over that, 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 that fear of not being liked, not being accepted by other people is tough. Yeah, and that kind of moves on nicely to our next question, and that is, what advice would you have to to people that, that have a you know, young entrepreneurs that are you know, everybody has this feeling or this fear they feel it feel it inside them. What advice would you give besides just get out there and do it? <laughs> well, 
Well, get out, and, get out, there, out there and do it. That's important. I'll give you one advice and get out there and do it. Next time you're, you're in a grocery store, ask the clerk, say, can, you, can I have a tour in the warehouse? You know, it's very easy. It's not comfortable, but ask it. All right? The clerk is not going to shoot you. The clerk is not going to fight you. It's very safe, but it's very uncomfortable. Ask that question and see what happens. No matter what he, he says, you're going to feel pretty good afterward. That's the go, go out there and do it part. Another thing I want to say is you have to focus on what you do, not the reaction from other people. There are two types of things in the world. That's, you know, I learned this from Wayne Dyer. He's a famous psychologist, and one quote I like from him is he said there are two types of things in the world, those that we can control and those we cannot control. For those things we can control, you don't have to worry about it because you can control it, all right? Just control it. <laughs> For those things you cannot control, you don't have to worry about it because the worrying does nothing because you can't control it. Now, I learned if I, we focus on our attention to what our action is, you know, making that call, you know, and, and reaching out your hand, you know, and then speak with confidence, believe in your product. You can focus on those and you can control what you're doing. Then don't worry about the other person will say yes or, or not. That's one of the crucial learnings I got from doing this 100 days of rejection. Yeah, wow. No, that, that's extremely inspiring, man. Thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I mean, I, I feel it's true. It's, it's really true. You know, it, cha- it changed me as a person. Now I have a chance to talk to a lot of people. A lot of people reach out to me. You know, I used to be very shy. You know, I used to be not like to the extreme level, but I wasn't that open, especially I'm not comfortable with strangers. I really am not. In a networking session, when I go into a room where, where people just, you know, form circles, oh, my gosh, thinking about those situations make me sweat. That's why I, I hate networking session. I hate the word networking. But now this has taught me, rejection therapy has taught me, like, go to those sessions. Reach out your hand to one person and focus on what you say. Shake that hand and start talking. Start focusing on what you do. Don't worry about these people. They're not all watching you. Even if they are, don't care. Just focus on what you do. That's just a really strong application in, in terms of entrepreneurship. Yeah, no, no. Great, great advice, man. And just something shouting out at me. And, and it's something that I, I do and I'm sure everybody else does is you want to go do something, but you're scared. You feel that feeling inside. But really, if you ask yourself what's the worst that can happen, you still don't want to do it. Like, yeah, you, you even ask yourself what's the worst that can happen, but that feeling is still there. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Like that's that that doesn't work. I mean, it works to a point. Yeah, you ask what was what's going to happen. You might become okay. Yeah, what's the worst going to happen? That that's still scary. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and I just wanted to say, um, you know how you said it's, it's changed your life. Rejection therapy. Your your friends. What what do they say that's different about you now that that they have noticed? Well, they say I have so much more confidence. And the way I speak, I used to be just trying to speak as fast as I can and make sure I get every word in before they say no, before they turn their head. You know, I, I, and to make sure I get, I get my point across. And they see, I'm just, I gain so much confidence. You know, now I know I, the slower I speak, the better the effect is. <laughs> you know, that's what I, that's what I learned. And yeah. when, when I slow down, they pay attention to me. They know what I have to say. You know, people are very reactive. People reflect, people react to other people's energy level. They really do. And uh, so 
I learned how to control myself. That's the most important improvement I, I, I made. Yeah, it, it's really interesting to hear that. So I have one last question. We have sure. to work to it, wrapping things up. And that is, I usually ask this question, every person that I interview, and, and that is, what are some words of advice or, or wisdom? What, what's a question that you, you really wanted me to ask you in this interview, which you would like to answer? Just some parting words. Wow. I want to, okay, I want you to ask me, can anyone do it? <laughs> can anyone do this? Yeah, can anyone do this? The answer is yes. It really is yes. You know, and, you know, looking back at my story, you know, I, I live in America, but I grew up in China and came here. I didn't know the language. I was a very awkward teenager. I didn't have any friends. I had a lot of social rejections in this country, you know, and um, a lot of them were even out of my control, you know. In college, I did. I had a lot of failures. You know, I I had a financial problems. You know, I had my car towed. That all this happened before I was twenty three years old. You know, I was a young, I was a young person, and I turned out to be okay. You know, and I turned out to be okay. And I had a rejection after rejection. I did not give up. I did not make judgment against myself. And then gradually, I found okay. As I grow older, I gain experience, and now I learn rejection. I still hold on to my dream and. I did it. You know, I did it. I didn't, I have, I'm not a world-class entrepreneur yet, but I'm on the path to my dream. I'm on the path to change the world. Everyone can, everyone can do it. So don't let rejection get you down. Wow. That, that, that was the best answer we've had just yet. I, you really did just put your heart on the line and, and it was so congruent with, with who you are. And No, that was amazing. That, when you were telling me that, your last answer, I was thinking to myself, Wow, I'm so lucky to be blessed to be speaking with you right now, man. That was awesome. That was super inspiring. Thank you. That was that. That was my honor as well. You know, I, I had that was my honor to share with my thought with you and your readers. And you know, and I really I, I have this idea. You know, we I want to make the world a better place. You know, and by doing what I'm doing, I really I am helping a lot of people. And that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? It's it's the best feeling, isn't it, when you when you get that feeling. Of, of, of getting or getting that email or telling somebody telling you, man, you, you've really helped me, you've changed my life because it feels good to give something back, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And to me, really, being an entrepreneur is that's what it's about. You want we are, we're doing what Steve Jobs said, right? We're making a dent to the universe, but making a positive impact. You know, it's not about making money. In fact, if you want to make money, being an entrepreneur is that rather the worst thing to do. You know, <laughs> it's a lot safer to, to be in a corporation and get guaranteed money. But if you really want to make a positive impact to the world, you cannot do that in a corporation. You know, you have to make, th- make change things and put yourself out there. That's what this is about. Yeah, no, yes, yeah, spot on, man. And that's one thing I'm actually starting to learn now, too, to be honest. It, it's not just... Like entrepreneurship, creating a business, doing something that it's not just about making a profit. No, it, it's not. not about that at all. It's it's really about adding value, doing something that that can help others and improve their exactly. life. And, and right. that's the real purpose behind the magazine. That's that's yeah. why I get up. You know, I got up at five forty-five, five thirty a.m. to speak to you, and wow. this is what drives me. You know, I really, I feel the entrepreneurship, this is the difference between what you and I are doing than what the drug dealers are doing. Yeah. Because we're doing both of them about making, making money and doing things out of, outside the box. But one, we're trying to make positive impacts. Another is just trying to make money mm. and doing bad things. Yeah, no, that's right. And, um, mm. you know, it, it's awesome, man. How, how good is it? It, it, it? It's awesome to wake up in the morning and 
just be excited about the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I, I couldn't have this feeling in uh, when I was, you know collecting six figure incomes. Yeah, I c- couldn't get that feeling mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Uh, even though I, I I made good money, but right now I get up every day thinking this is a new day. This is a fresh day. This is an exciting day. I wonder what's going to happen. Let's let, you know, let's go tackle some issues. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, you get emails. I'd imagine you get a lot of emails. What is the most captivating story that has really touched you from your emails? That yeah, you get? I'll tell you this. I use this example at my WDS talk as well. There was a person. His name is Michael. He sent me an email one day, and he said he's he's been afraid of rejection his, his entire life. You know, and that's just who he is. And even at restaurants, ask for ketchup, just churns his stomach. So he doesn't do it. He asks his kids to do it. So he's that, that type of person. And last year, his wife was diagnosed with cancer. And he said the American medical system, there's for good and for bad, there's one thing for sure. He had to keep pushing for things to get things done. He has to ask the doctors, ask the nurses, ask the hospitals, can we, hey, can we do this? Hey, what about the report? So he saw what I was doing in you know, my blog. He's like, you have a lot of guts in asking for this crazy request, but you're doing this to train yourself. I'm really trying to save my wife's life here. If you have the courage to ask for crazy stuff like that, why shouldn't I ask the doctors to get things done? So he started training himself and started asking. And, he, and then, you know, he thanked me. And that story has always stick with me. And, and I know what I'm doing is changing people's lives. It's really helping people. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. It is pretty amazing. It's really above, like, way, went way above what I thought this was going to be. But now, you know, it's like a discovery mission in life, and, and that's what I'm doing. Mm, yeah, no, it's very powerful. Well, oh, look, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, man. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing to inspire young entrepreneurs and providing these platforms for for people like us can, you know, can get a message across. Thank you. Well, it, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And yeah, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Nathan. I had a lot of fun. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.